Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers Welcome to the Thursday, March 11th episode of Beers with the Brewers The official podcast of Land Grant Brewing Company I'm Mark Richards, also on the podcast today Walt Keys Hey, how's it going? It's going great. A sunny day today on a Wednesday as we record. And Dan Schaefer, what is going on? Ahoy, not much. You rode your bike today. I did. That's to be spoke about. It's a lovely day to ride. It is. Probably hurt tomorrow. First time I've ridden in probably a month and a half. I got a couple rides in in January. Uh, Okay. Yeah, this is a lot more pleasant than that. Fantastic. Well, I look to check the air in my tires. I'm sure they're totally empty, and I'm looking to get the first ride in this year, too. Walt's been down to the brewery on his bike. Yeah, I rode my bike down on Friday on my birthday. Aaron said that if I, uh, if I wanted, she would pick me up from work so that I could test the crushability on some of our beers. And uh, so I rode my bike down, and she picked me up. So it was very pleasant to sit out there in the beer garden with some folks and... Uh, get a little bit of semblance of normality back in my life. It was nice. Oh, yeah. That does sound hopefully, delightful. Yeah, hopefully, now, yeah, hopefully now that the weather's uh, seeming to be headed in the right direction, can start uh, getting more of those outdoor hangs in, and then, I don't know, maybe I'll get a shot in my arm one of those days, be able to just do stuff again. Oh, yeah. I'm scheduled for next Tuesday to get my first vaccination. And also, yeah, tis the season for beer garden hangs down at LG's. I've got my beer open, and this week we're featuring Pom Pom, which is a Belgian-style double, and kind of an interesting fruit take on that with pomegranate. Dan, you must explain the ideology behind adding fruit to a double. Well, um... Pomegranate was something that Justin, uh, our other brewer uh, of many, I guess, <laughs> discussed. Um, we did, I think it was a couple of years back, we took a, a batch of balloon hands and split it five ways. Did something different with each four-barrel portion of it. And one of them was just, I think, a straight pomegranate. Um, and it was kind of disappointing. But he had mentioned using pomegranate molasses and I thought that was a really good idea, and we had brewed a double, uh, double overtime, I think it was probably four years ago, that was really delicious, but that nobody drank, because it's a <laughs> double. I really wanted to do that beer over again, and um, kind of sexy it up, so yeah, it, uh, we used, uh, not pom- well, kind of pomegranate molasses, pomegranate molasses is just boiled down pomegranate juice with uh, some some lemon juice in it and uh, there was a company that sells uh, very nice um, aseptic uh, fruit concentrates and they had a pomegranate concentrate so essentially we used pomegranate molasses uh, in the place of where you would use a Belgian dark candy sugar in a double 
there's a lot of dark fruit character about doubles in the first place. Pomegranates, you know, kind of on the lighter end of the berry spectrum, but uh, I think it it, it definitely complements this. Essentially, the I had to chop and change a few things for you know availability's sake, but mostly the base beer is exactly the same that uh, double overtime was with just uh, the addition of the uh, pomegranate concentrate. Although we did do that, we added it in the secondary um, as opposed to the boil as you would uh, a candy sugar. Okay. Well, I would say, and as you say, you know, when you had double overtime, well, it didn't move that quick because it is a double. And we'll talk about crushability, of course, but I think of the Cistercian order of the just straight Abbey Ale to double, to triple, to quad, I would say that the double is probably the one that probably lends the the heaviest malt character, I guess, to say, yeah. along with that Belgian yeast character. So I don't think we're going to be rating this high in crushability, but I think because of the complexity of those dark fruits and the way they play with the Belgian yeast. What yeast did you use on this? Was this that Saisonstein again this time? Yeah. Uh, I think the, the appropriate full title is uh, Saisonstein's Monster. But um, Okay. That was another reason that we wanted to do this is we always bring in a Belgian strain for spring quarter and use it and then it's gone. And I, you know, I'll, I'll bang this drum until it catches on. But I, I think this time of year is great for Belgian beers and I wanted to do something else. So um, is this a traditional, you know, uh, Belgian strain that would be used for a double? Not really. But then again, I think that for a double, a lot of the aromatic qualities that you would get um, from a more traditional Belgian strain would probably be covered up by the malt and um, fruit character of those malts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it gives you some uh, some peppery uh, phenols, some kind of orchard fruit character uh, that blends in well with the malt. I didn't find it to be inappropriate for the style anyway. No, I don't find that it is as it translates to the glass. I think it's very nice. It It's pretty damn dry. Uh, yeah, it came in at 7.7. I think it finished sub three Play-Doh, so... You know, start finishing out where, you know, a little bit higher than where one of our IPAs would finish with a much higher starting gravity, just for kind of reference. Mm-hmm. One, you've got a very attenuative yeast with uh, the Saison Stein. Then you've got some, the pomegranate, those simple sugars helped uh, to drive that finishing gravity down even more. So it is, you know, very multi and rich, but also it's got that nice drying quality. Uh, that you get with well-made Belgian beers. Yeah, that, I think that dryness really helps a lot too when I would say double is not the most approachable style. It really helps the drinkability on this quite a bit. Yeah. I, I've been, uh, as I like to say, smushing quite a few of these <laughs> in uh, spring quarter. It's, <laughs> it's just a really nice change of pace beer for this time of year. It's not, you know, I'm starting to... Uh, I've got a few uh, Imperial Stouts and, you know, big old double IPAs that I plan on uh, finishing before the sort of transition between winter and spring is over. But this is, Belgians are, are made for this time of year, I think. They're a really nice transition into summer crushability. 
Oh, definitely. And you're right on the darker malts, because when I think of spring, obviously, we all know box to be very prevalent as spring turns. And then also like a dark bohemian lager, Svetli Lazak is very appropriate this mm. time of season. Also dark malt. So I think the double is, it's just a great transition. It could get a, a little cooler in the evening, but that's when you're looking for something a little dark, right? But still drinkable. Uh, yes. it, it's a good armchair beer. So we haven't changed the sound bite yet to uh, match yours, Dan, on how smushable is this, but... <laughs> <laughs> edition. I like how smushable is it, the smushability index. <laughs> uh, Dan, just so there is no peer pressure, no bias, no mm-hmm. seeds planted, take the wheel. I'm going to go three. Um, yeah, higher ABV, but I do think the dryness really invites you to have another one of these. Well, I think I would probably be tempted to, uh, as uh, basketball tournament time, I don't want to use the uh, you know, any trademarked phrases on this podcast, lest we receive a season and desist. But just say, playing the basketball, I, I would probably have a, a few spring quarters. And then, you know, for the nightcap games, I would have uh, have one or two of these. There you go. What about you, Walt? Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the basketball metaphor. And so I was right on the bubble between two and three. Yeah, I think three is probably, especially right now when it's, it hasn't, totally turned and like it was pretty warm today but you know if i were to go sit outside tonight i need a jacket and uh so something a little bit hardier would be nice for eat like you said an evening nightcap so i think yeah i think three is about right all right well i've had a beer with each of you on multiple occasions and i think my first instinct <laughs> might have been a two when i had my first sip of the beer but as I'm getting to the bottom of the glass, I'm joining you guys on a three. Yay, yeah, that's, peer pressure. Yeah, that's your inhibitions uh, going away. Oh, yeah. Well, ring the bell. We got a unanimous three. Yeah. There we go. We did it. We did it. So tell me a little bit, Walt, about the design on this can. It looks like I got a couple pom-poms. It's got a nice yeah. retro feel to it. Yeah, so the name... <laughs> So, obviously, palm is short for pomegranate, and Uh uh, because it's a double, you see what we did here? We made it pom-pom. Nailed it. So, it's two palms in there, and uh, yeah, Bonnie uh, designed this label, and I think she did a great job with it, and we kind of took it in a direction, sort of a Saul Bass, mid-century kind of vibe. Saul Bass did the, uh, like, if you're not familiar, did the title credits and poster for, like, Vertigo. I think he did like the man with the golden arm and some of the okay. old like, 60s uh, cinema stuff. It's very but, uh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he did that, but it's oh, the yeah. same vibe. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the inspiration behind this one. I don't know. The name is kind of fun, and, and it was one of those where you're, you're kicking names around, and it was just like so obvious that it had to happen. So, yeah, Bonnie did a great job with it. I think it, uh, it suits the beer nicely. Um, with that, that sort of deep navy and the, and the bright magenta. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm happy with how this one turned out. Yeah, it looks slick. And even though it's a flat label, obviously, there's like a textile appearance to it that's really appealing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Pinky's out too, I see. That's weird. Yes, it is fancy as well. Heck that is, yeah. That is an indication that this is a this is a upscale <laughs> fancy experience uh, that you're about to smush in into yourself. Oh yeah. Well, I'm drinking it out of my favorite Belgian glass that is nucleated at the bottom and my pinky is out the whole yeah, time. It is a fancy smush. Oh yeah. So, did we have Travia That's Trivia? That's a good beer name. Fancy What's that? Smush. Oh, Fancy, Fancy Smush. smush. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say, didn't we have a virtual Travia yeah. Trivia take place this week? Am I wrong yeah, about that? Yeah, it's on. It's on. Tuesday nights, uh, Trivia Travia, whatever you want to call it, is back. Hosted by our friend Travis Hoesher, um, who hosted Trivia in the... Beer Garden um, this past summer, uh, it is back, and we're what we're doing is to start things off while the weather is a little uh, cooler and less uh, predictable, we'll say. Yeah, so the first few weeks, which uh, started this past week, um, we're doing virtual trivia, so that's going to be um, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th of March um, from 7 to 9, and you can sign up uh, either by purchasing the... Travia Survival Kit, which is a special case that we put together uh, with some fun uh, stuff, goodies in it as well. And that will get you signed up for the virtual trivia automatically. If you want to pick your own beers or you already have a bunch of land grant beer you need to drink, um, you can also register by going to landgrantbrewing.com slash virtual dash trivia dash tournament. And there's a little sign up form there and you can sign up that way. And if you don't want to play on your phone, that's fine. Because in April, we're going to kick this thing off in person um, on Tuesday nights in the beer garden, uh, just as we did last uh, last spring and summer. So you can uh, plan on joining us down there if, uh, if you're not into the virtual thing. But it's a, it's a great trivia. Travis is a hilarious, personable guy, a regular land grant, and uh, a good friend of the brewery. So come on out and play trivia with uh, with us and Travis. Um, so check that out. Also in the beer garden, um, which I mean I guess I should say is pretty much just open at this point. Um, oh know, yeah, they're permitting. You know if it's if it's cold and rainy, it ain't going to be open. But if it's uh, if it's nice and warm and pleasant, the beer garden will be open. Um, great way to uh, get some distance and enjoy some outdoor hangs with some folks. Um, but the big event, so a year ago, uh, we received the shipment of our, our Jumbotron, which is now out in the beer garden, um, which was it was up there all summer last year. But we got it uh, just in time for the big March Madness basketball tournament, NCAA <laughs> basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were unpacking the thing. We put the, we put the supports up, and then, like the next day... Uh, we got shut down, and everyone got shut down, and we all had to go home for a year. Womp um, womp. Yeah. It was the worst. It was the worst, and uh, it remains the worst, but it's getting better. But this year, we can, as intended, show the show the basketball tournament out there. So that's going to be the big plan. We will have it on outdoors uh, in the beer garden, beer flowing, barbecue smoking, basketballs hooping. Um, so come on down, and uh, yeah. Join us for the for the tournament. It should be a lot of fun. Call off work or just mute your Zoom. Turn off your camera. Hang out in the beer garden. Have a beer. Watch some hoops. It'll be great. So uh, that that's that starts what next week. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, later this afternoon, uh, weather permitting at 2 p.m., Buckeyes will be on the screen oh, yeah. with the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Big Ten Tournament, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, which is good. And I think as a good beer garden game, while we have this pom-pom, it might just be the best practice, even if we're not in double overtime. But anytime you go to overtime, we just all have to drink a pom-pom. Wouldn't be bad. That, yeah, I don't see why not. Why buck that? <laughs> I won't fight you on that idea. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like beer games? Yeah. So, come down. Basketball, beer, Ray Rays, outside. Can't can't beat that. So, hopefully the weather cooperates with that whole uh, plan. But that's, uh, that's going to be the move. Hmm. Speaking of which, I had a, a probing question that um, uh, I was not able to ask our guests last week. So, um, oh. It's beer garden adjacent question. In this weather, let's say, you know, somewhere between 55 and 60, usually overcast because this is Ohio. You're out in the beer garden. Are you wearing long sleeve, long pants, short sleeve, long pants, long sleeve with shorts or short sleeve and shorts? Hmm. I am no in way judging your answers. Yeah. And I, your character by your by by your answers. So, I don't think March is ever a time for shorts in Columbus, Ohio. There are a lot of people at Walmart shopping right now that would disagree with me, but I don't think shorts are a thing. But I always think, yeah, layers. You got to plan ahead. You mm-hmm. you may be in a t shirt real quick, but then again, if but you're but not, then when that or sun if, goes down. Mm-hmm. You might want that jacket. So. I think the move is, you know, you're wearing jeans, you're wearing a t-shirt, and you bring in a, a sweatshirt or a, a jacket. Yeah. And you might you might lose that jacket at one point, but you might need it back. So I think that's the move. Yeah, it's all about the layers this time of year. All right. All right. I'll accept that. Now, what about you, Dan? Are you wearing shorts? Don't tell me you're wearing shorts in March. I am, but uh, with the caveat that I am not being a furry human. Okay. Pretty much the only thing that is well insulated on me are my legs. And working in a profession where I have to wear pants every day, regardless of how hot or, you know, well, I suppose you need them when it's cold out. But the, the first chance I get to wear shorts, you know, I, I will take that and wear them as deep into the season as I can. Um, but that's I do not like having my arms cold. So I will always go f- up for the, uh, the hoodie top and the shorts on the bottom. Especially because you breweries are back there in the, in the brewery all summer, and it it gets hot as hell back there. So I can imagine, and you have to wear pants and long sleeves. So I, I can I can appreciate wanting to uh, to to let your legs breathe when you can. Yeah, gotta air them out. The thing I like best about this whole conversation of answers is we're all accepting of one another's answer. I think if you're just outside drinking beer, I don't give a shit what you're wearing, Dan. I just, yeah. would just be happy to have a beer with you. That that would be lovely. I don't get to enjoy our beer garden nearly often enough. Right on, right on. Well, we're getting to that season. So next week on Beers with the Brewers, we are going to have a double episode. And man, do we ever have a wallop of a double episode. We've got Candy Beans... Hazy IPA with vanilla and Star Baker German Chocolate Cake Imperial Stout. I've already approved with everyone that after this podcast, everyone knows not to operate any heavy machinery, no bulldozer driving, nothing. 
Yeah, we'll it's gonna to, be low. It's gonna be we're going low on the crushability. Yeah, week. yeah, might be a little low on a crushability, but these are two really interesting and fun. And man, that German chocolate cake just took me right back to my grandmother's German chocolate cake. Yeah, what a great glass of dessert. Yeah, it's it's outstanding. I had one last night. Listeners, thanks for listening as always, and gentlemen, nice enjoying a Belgian double pomegranate pom pom. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all.